you're all scared, right? Hello, hello, and welcome to another Hometown Daily News Show. This is for October 28th, 2022, and I am Mayor Watt. That is hometown.com. Hometown.com is what powers the Hometown Daily News Show. Maybe my scary music's a little too loud. I'm not sure. I can hear it. I don't know if you can. Um, What I've done is instead of pasting the articles slowly into uh, the stream as I go through them, I've posted them all in there. Now you can just hit exclamation point showbot and that will allow you to get a link to where the articles are. Um, For the next 24 hours, that's where the articles will be. Then they will transfer over to um, the show notes. Um, and it'll be on the uh, VODs here on Twitch. It'll be migrated over to YouTube and, of course, the podcast. Please start downloading the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'll, I won't get into it. But anyway, um, let me know what you think of the podcast. It basically is the show, but in podcast form, so no video. Um, but the show notes are in there and have the uh, URLs to all of the articles that we talk about. And of course, I'm sitting there ranting and raving about the um, articles. So uh, that's what I'm going to do from now on. I'm just going to post them all over to uh, Showbot. Uh, let's get into the first article. But right before then, uh, right before I start that, um, I do want to kind of... Uh, encourage um, you to check out if you want to a a stream that is more about chilling and and not stressing about the news and about the economy and about uh, school and work and business and whatever else uh, might be going on in the uh, world that you inhabit and that's a Waffleton Adventure Company it's a it's a stream here on Twitch and uh, it is my sand table running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right now it's streaming chill music, lo-fi stuff, um, nothing big and bombastic, but um, it's running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I know I only have um, a, a small carbon footprint here on Twitch, but uh, you know I listen to a lot of different music and uh, sometimes I like to just throw a, a, a kind of a chill uh, stream on where nobody's screaming when they're scared or um, no spontaneous uh, explosions and stuff like that and um, I really didn't ever find anything <clears throat> that also had a dynamic graphic and so I actually I spun this up because I've got a sand table and it's always changing shape You won't hear it grinding away like I do because it's actually sitting right there in Mayor Watt's office. Just (laughs) changing its design 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the music is doing the same thing. Um, Anyway, that's that. And um, yeah, I'll just get into the news. Okay, so the very first article is a TikTok user turns iPhone into an iBook G3 with a 3D printed case. thought this was pretty neat. Um, A little of everything is over on TikTok. A TikTok user known for creating... Pardon me one second. I don't know what happened there. Um, Creating custom iPad cases has built a miniature iBook 
G3 case for iPhone. Let's just go over to appleinsider.com. Wesley Hilliard is the author of this. And if you're familiar with uh, the uh, iBook cases, um, they basically folded up little clamshell kind of a things. Uh, they were all the rage with um, Legally Blonde, I think was the first time um, it really, <laughs> somebody really highlighted it. I think that was it. Although, I mean, everybody, as far as I know, is very popular, uh, but I never got one of those. Uh, the, the DIY community is full of creative individuals looking to revive some of Apple's nostalgic designs in modern technology. TikTok user Skipper Films has become popular for building custom iPad enclosures that look like an Apple iBook G3, but now he's back with something a little smaller. Oh, by the way, yeah, this is over at appleinsider.com, so uh, definitely an Apple-related thing. A short TikTok video shows the creator built a miniature version of an iPad case for an iPhone, and it's much less complex than the original, but still functional. And yeah, it's a little clamshell. Uh, dual color, not as transparent as the... Yeah, it was much more transparent. These are more, looks a little bit too opaque to be, to really be um, an iBook G3, but hey. Those interested in the iBook G3 cases built for iPad can check out the Skip Retro website. Cases are handmade and in very limited quantities and are sold for $1,000 each. Let's just go move on to the next one. Um, the next article is in the mobile channel. Dyson vacuums of our dreams are $150 off for way day. I picked this because um, I've always wanted a Dyson vacuum, but I couldn't justify it. I still can't even with $150 off, but maybe somebody else does uh, figure in this $150 off price and, and get the Dyson V8 Absolute Cordless Stick Vacuum. I have nothing to do with uh, Wayfair or uh, Dyson. I don't get any kickbacks or anything. Uh, this is actually over at Vice, the Tesla of vacuums, the Dyson V8 Absolute and V12 Detect Slim um, are at their most affordable price yet this weekend. Now, they're... Okay. So the only time that I've ever purchased anything from Wayfair, um, we now refer to Wayfair products as um, elf furniture, because although they measure the same like width and depth and whatever, um, the arms are really thin. The back is really thin. They are really light. Uh, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, when I go, when I went, ended up, when I moved into a, a new house, I ended up looking for new furniture and, um, the furniture that I bought when I first moved to where I was, um, I said, well, let's get this Wayfair furniture. It's the right dimensions. But when I got it, it looked like, like elf furniture. It's the same size. It's just really thin, really small looking. Um, and when compared to the furniture that I ended up getting for my new place. Um, yeah, it was, 
it didn't measure up. But Dyson is Dyson. So no matter what, it will be a Dyson product, not a Wayfair brand product. Um, so take advantage of $150 off and, and get yourself a reliable quality vacuum. Um, and, uh, you know, I might end up doing that, but it's still $150 off a $650 item. Um, actually, and not all, not both of them. The V8 is $339.99, so $340. It used to be $150, or sorry, it used to be $500. And uh, the V12 is $549.99, so $550, down from $650. So it's only $100 off. And in the immortal words of vice.com, get sucking. The next article is in the Stock Marketeers channel, Personal Finance Daily. Inflation takes its toll on American finances as emergency funds run dry and mortgage rates surpass 7%, Freddie Mac says. In fact, let me just refresh this. Um, it actually was higher than 8 um, less than a week ago. Um but right now it is sitting at 7.5 if you have a 700 to 719 credit score um, and that's pretty much the national average here in the states uh, i'm not quite sure how it all works in other countries other locations the eu for instance um, i know that there has been historically a component of viewers here at uh, hometown um, from the EU and other regions on the planet. Thanks for coming. Thanks for hanging out. So if you um, if you don't put 20% down or you have a higher credit score, it'll drop to above 7.1, which is still twice what it was in November of 2021. Um, or more than twice, just to say really what it was i mean it was, you could have gotten a mortgage here in the united states with a 720 or 800 um, and it was somewhere around the 2.5 um just very exploitive i i just don't understand and and when i say that i do understand um, but i don't understand uh, it seems like human nature is to be exploitive of other human beings um and I always, when I talk like this, I always feel compelled to let everyone know, yes, I am a capitalist. I believe in providing products and services, you know, work for work, uh, value for value. You uh, pay me and I provide you a service or I provide you a good if I manufacture something and I do an accounting of it and I say, well, this is what it is in value to someone and not just the products raw materials plus a little bit of juice but how much it benefits in my perception you and if i think that you will pay you know even 30 40 percent fine <laughs> but i'm not talking about i'm i'm not talking about something that is fundamental to human habitation on plant on the planet Everyone has to have food. Everyone deserves health care. Everyone deserves shelter. 
It doesn't have to be the best damn thing on the block. It doesn't have to be the most expensive house in the neighborhood. But for crying out loud, 8% <laughs> interest on a $150,000 house is quite a bit. Plus, you have to get 20% down. Otherwise, nobody's going to buy into you repaying it. Because apparently, um, if you don't put 20% down, then the risk is higher. And therefore, you have to be charged a higher percentage rate, um, which exacerbates the cost to you as the purchaser of the house. Almost always pushing you at, at, at seven and a half percent. It pushes you out of the opportunity to purchase a house. Ta-da! Meanwhile, uh, as inflation is increasing, cost for products, raw materials from the producer price index, um, you know, food, everything going up, we have a banner stock market. Why? Because it's the rich trying to bet against the rich. And I haven't gotten to the next article, which will really be the elephant in the room. Um, well, the article about inflation from Market Watch is written by Emma Ackerman. Um, and um, it says, um, let's see here. Living paycheck to paycheck has become the norm. Inflation takes its toll on American finances and American, sorry, uh, as Amer emergency funds run dry. Pardon me one second. Um, there's a bunch of articles that are basically um, the top stories. The Calm Before the Storm. Employer health care premiums hold steady despite inflation, but experts warn that may not last. Why is why is healthcare premiums going? Why is it even a thing? Employers should be paying for the health care of the workers. Um, but instead it it's offset, sometimes 50%, 60%, whatever, um, for the employees to pay, you know, somewhere around 50 or 60% really depends on the organization i mean it's very flexible about but um you know if i work for a company then maybe they should pay to uh make sure that when something is wrong with me i can go and get health care so that i can come back to work as expedited as possible uh, meanwhile though the executive suite is making bank off of my hard work and I'm still paying co-pays on top of co-pays on top of uh, monthly uh, payments, check by check by check. It says here, um, how one man makes more than $1,000 a year by joining class action lawsuits. That's an interesting article, right? Anyway, that's not really what we're talking about. <clears throat> But inflation is draining the bank accounts of most people. It, it's just the nature of the beast. Um, with everything costing more, where is that money going? Well, it's 
apparently not going to the government, right? Um, it's going into private pockets because there is money in the system. And just because the money is in the system doesn't mean that every corporation needs to jack their prices up. This is an, a, this is a self-inflicted inflationary trend born off of corporate and large corporate greed. I'm not talking about small businesses, you know, $5 million and less. The companies are, aren't able, they're, they're raising costs because their costs are increasing. Um, I'm talking about, you know, companies making billions of dollars in a quarter. They are the ones that are raising costs and making profit during a recession. I should say, while we're trending towards a recession with an inflationary trend that's more than obvious. I mean, if you look around, it's obvious. Um, the next article is in the Lawner channel. Elon Musk pretty much owns Twitter now. That's the elephant in the room. I, I know most people know about this now. Uh, Elon Musk closed the deal today, actually last night. Um, and, and booted everybody out. Um, apparently there are people that are being fired as well. Um, the argument is that Elon Musk will now turn it all around. Um, and frankly, I think that's bogus. I don't think that you can have um, a plurality of population and make a massive profit any more than Twitter did. Um, it's, th this isn't, building a product with resources that are owned ultimately by an individual. This isn't a car. You're not getting a government grant from the public to spin up uh, <clears throat> using other engineers work, um, just like Tesla, just like PayPal, um, you know, Every, every single thing that I have seen Elon Musk involved in has a multitude of other people and all of these other people do their job, do what they are, you know, <laughs> part of the organization to do. That's why they're there. Um, you know, people are like, well, he's invented stuff. No, he, he's got his name on inventions. Um, I would really like to interview the people that his name is also, it's his name, but there's another engineer involved. There's an engineer involved. You know, he didn't make Tesla. He bought into it. He, he bought into ownership. PayPal, the same thing. Zip2, the original organization that he parlayed his money into um, PayPal. X. I should say it was X and he, even that he was with other people and that got turned into, um, PayPal with Peter Thiel and there are more people there uh, buying his way into the CEO position. And now Twitter, same thing, bought his way into the CEO position. And I really doubt anything is going to happen with Twitter. I think now is the time that somebody else should spin up a tweet, uh, a Twitter uh, competitor and start chomping big old pieces of the pie away 
and Twitter will just get buried. Um, it, it has run its course because it, it basically, well, the, there was a wealth transfer. Um, the, the, the people that founded it are gone and, and their money is now in their hands, hundreds of millions of dollars. And Twitter now is saddled with massive amount of debt. So we'll see. There's going to be some uh, unemployment lines getting expanded here uh, in not too long. Um, well, let's keep on. Let's go over to the article itself. It's in Above the Law, so you know it's going to be a hilarious article when you read it. Chris Williams is the author of this. I think it's that Chris Williams, but uh, this this thought brought to you by that one video where the guy demolished that Tesla window with a metal ball. Elon Musk pretty much owns Twitter now. No way this will come back to haunt us all. It is Halloween. You should expect Donnie Boy to have Twitter access again soon. Elon Musk, our resident greater value Lex Luthor with a penchant for naming children after what appears to be slurs in the robot community. This is the, the writing. The writing yet above the law is just just chef's kiss. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, is expected to be the majority owner of Twitter by tomorrow. So this was done October 27th. Today is October 28th. The news covers the last 24 hours. Um, and then he goes on. So apparently Musk says that uh, Twitter's advertising is actually pretty good. It says if your intermediate thought looking at the tweet wall above um, was, quote, Chris, I'm not trying to read all that. Just tell me what this narcissist is getting at. Uh, well, Chris says, I am sorry to tell you that Mr. Musk's Neuralink technology has already preempted your concern. He promises that his main motivation to buy the company was not profit, but to try to help humanity whom he loves. Yes. This sounds familiar. Uh, I, I, I swear it was Zuckerberg that said something similar. You know, that anyway, I'll, I'll have to go and look for that quote. It would appear that the cavalcade of yes men surrounding Musk failed to mention that this reads as the most ominous promise of benevolence since, quote, we have a warrant. Just come out with your hands up and no one gets hurt. Now, we don't know what's going to happen with uh, Twitter at this point, um, but when you have to buy your way into the CEO position, maybe it should be an indicator that things aren't going the right way. You know, it, it isn't that everybody loves you and everybody thinks you're awesome. It's that you're making a sh ton of money for people and that's why they care about you. <laughs> that's it. So it's basically sociopathy being pushed around and everybody hero worshiping the the icon of sociopathy. Oh, look. Wow. And then I get an alert about Kanye West. And now here, even in this article, Trump getting his access back and Kanye West being openly anti-Semitic. Uh, the rise of sociopathy, folks. There's even a book about it. You should go and look it up. Just look for the rise of sociopathy and you'll find a book. 
this next article is over in the Warcrafters channel. CPU Cooling Company says definitely don't put salt in your thermal paste. I'm not quite sure why people do this, uh, but I have heard this before in other areas. Now in other areas, I agree. Yeah, you could probably put salt salt in something. For instance, in woodworking, uh, some people actually throw salt in the glue so that when they are doing the glue up, they don't have to keep on hitting everything with a hammer, um, a mallet, um, or having to screw around with uh, clamps again and again and again because the salt allows the glue to grab onto the wood and it just kind of gets compressed together. The salt dissolves in the glue. Or even if it doesn't, it's clamped together to the point where it's basically acting like uh, a friction point and doesn't allow the wood to shift. But guess what? Thermal paste is not glue and it isn't two pieces of wood that are supposed to flex. No, no, no. Hardware enthusiasts are always looking for ways to bring down temperatures to raise performance of their processors. Some would even go to extreme lengths, such as grinding down the heat spreader on a Ryzen 7000 CPU on a belt sander. The author of this article says, I'm serious. TikTok term my reister. When he's not doing weird thermal paste designs, wanted to see if adding salt to thermal paste would be the secret ingredient to unlocking super cooling spoilers. It was not. His theory was that since iodized um, salts, thermal conductivity is higher than uh, some thermal paste. Mixing the two would produce a miracle gloop that would be a better heat transfer. No. Uh, the reason why thermal paste does what it does is because it's so finely produced that it fills in the right down to near atomic structure so that there's more contact between one piece of metal and the next piece of metal instead of air, which is a great insulator. It's to get rid of air. So when you take a CPU cooler off of a CPU and you find any gap in there, somebody was trying to kill your CPU. And you should probably find out who it was at the company that built your machine and uh, have them uh, professionally throttled, right? So drag them out to the office square and uh, read the riot act. Anyway, for more insight on the experiment from the people that know cooling, um, the author reached out to Noctua. By the way, they make awesome, if not, well, to me, aesthetically challenged uh, fans, a uh, hardware manufacturer that knows a thing or two about CPU cooling. I actually need some fans because one of my sh my machines is starting to act a little odd, but it's many years old now. Um, and I normally swap out my fans, but on that machine I didn't. And now I'm paying the price because I'll have to shut everything down just to swap out fans. Ugh. Anyway, I'll be buying some Noctua fans. Hardware manufacturer that knows a thing or two about cooling, it explained to the author by introducing salt or any other foreign substance uh, while they're at it into your thermal thermal uh, thermal paste. Such a bad idea. So I'm gonna click this link. Uh, actually, I don't need to click it because I already opened it up. Um, George Jimenez is the author of this um, article over at uh, PC Gamer. It says this may be the only case where adding a pinch of salt isn't recommended. 
uh, in many cases. You don't pour salt in your eyes and don't pour it on a CPU. <clears throat> so let's see, after initially wondering if the author was serious, which was a reasonable response since their day-to-day consists of asking hardware professionals if doing a ridiculous PC mod that they saw online is a good idea or not. The company said definitely doesn't recommend doing it, then gave several reasons as to why salt should not be mixed with your thermal paste. Well, first off, it's going to eat away at the metal. Um, if it, well, it's going to grab moisture as well. Salt grabs moisture. Uh, the thermal conductivity of salt is much lower than that of traditional filler materials, such as aluminum oxide. Um, which is aluminum rust or metal oxides, the rep tells. Um, also, salt particles keep the cooler from making good contact with the CPU, so there's thermal performance is going to be poor uh, due to poor contact. Uh, but last but not e least, uh, high risk of corrosion issues. So everything that I said. Um, part of me was hoping that the salt would have a cheap and easy way. To, this must be an article that it's just like a slow news day. Um, let's move on to the next article. Pico 4 Enterprise adds eye and face tracking for business while drastically undercutting the competition. If you hadn't heard about this, um, right after I purchased, actually, no, that shouldn't, I shouldn't say right after I purchased, right after they dropped the Pico 4, uh, they dropped the Pico 4 Enterprise, um, which has um, face facing, <laughs> facing squared. Maybe that's it facing cubed because it's in three dimensions. Um, anyway, Pico has face facing cameras in the enterprise edition in the same footprint as the Pico four. It's $800, half the cost of the meta quest pro. In addition to the consumer faced, uh, focused, sorry, Pico 4 headset launched this week. The company is also getting ready to release a business focused variant called the Pico 4 Enterprise. Some people were hinting at it being uh, named Pico 4 Pro, but new, um, <clears throat> which brings platform eye and face tracking for a price that aims to compete, not compete, completely destroy the competition. Um, Ben Lang over at Road to VR is the author of this article and um, they post an update October 20th update. Um, so this is actually uh, eight days old, but when it came through my aggregator, there must have been an update um, because it would normally um, not be aggregated again, but it was. So this um, processor is near the same as the quest has higher resolution than the quest has the same pancake lenses although not sure about the actual parallels between these two uh, in terms of pancake lenses and quality um, a lot of people are saying that the pico actually has a lower brightness um so we'll see i actually have a Pico 4 on order. It's supposedly in transit. We'll see. Um, a lot of people have said that that's probably a bad decision to get something international uh, and that it can get stuck or disappear. Well, there are checks and balances for that. Um, but anyway, I will probably start streaming um, 
virtual reality related material um, more so in the reality hacker channel that I am planning to spin up starting in January um, or sooner really it depends on me getting a wireless um, VR headset uh, and while I have my own concerns about ByteDance I have more concerns about um, <laughs> meta um, and the fact that they've what is it culturally misappropriated the entirety of the metaverse concept into their own business identity no metaverse should not be able to get branded by a company metaverse is the entirety of the virtual reality existence anyway so yeah, the Pico 4 Enterprise adds eye tracking and face tracking for business while drastically undercutting the competition. Um, and again, go over to Road to VR. Uh, the next article is in the Lawnard channel. Lawyer pleads guilty in staged accident scheme and victims underwent unnecessary surgery. If you are committed to defrauding, this is where pretty much we're at the pinnacle of it. Deborah Casson's Weiss over at abajournal.com wrote this article. Um, a New York lawyer has, um, it says pleaded guilty uh, for whatever reason, I have a hard time saying pleaded, but uh, pleaded guilty to wire fraud for participating in a scheme involving phony trip and fall accidents and fraudulent lawsuits. Mark elephant 51, uh, not elephant as in uh, it's elephant, not elephant, um, 51 of New York city. Uh, pleaded guilty Monday, according to a Department of Justice press release in the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York. He agreed to forfeit more than, well, just shy of a million dollars to the United States and pay nearly $1.5 million in restitution. <sighs> That's interesting. You know, I, I mean, I guess when the value gets into the hundreds of millions, then suddenly... Um, the restitution part isn't nearly as much as the profits, but maybe, um, this person is actually going to be paying. I would really like to know how much was actually acquired. Um, but it'll say it here later in the article. Um, he agreed to forfeit more than $955,000 to the United States and to pay nearly $1.5 million in restitution. The crime also carries a potential sentence of up to five years in prison. Participants in the scheme recruited more than 400 people, including homeless people and drug addicts, to go to a location and deliberately fall or to claim that they had fallen, prosecutors say. You know, when you have to get 400 people to do something and it involves homeless people and drug addicts, you're going to get caught 400 people for crying out loud. Those people were told to receive chiropractic and medical treatment. They were also paid to obtain unnecessary surgery in amounts that typically range from 1000 to $1,500. The participants in the scheme collectively sought to defraud scam victims out of more than $31 million. So did that actually did, I mean, was that valuation? legit and they're only paying 1.5 million plus 1 million to the United States 1.5 million in restitution and 1 million to the United States yet it says here the participants in the scheme collectively sought to defraud scam victims out of more than 31 million dollars 
Elephant filed lawsuits against insurers or owners of the accident sites on behalf of the phony victims, and a doctor accused of participating uh, in the scheme has already, or it says a doctor, but then have already pleaded, uh, pleaded guilty. Wow. So this was actually uh, covered in um, articles from Law 360, Bloomberg Law, and Reuters. Um, neat. So there's some other subtle stuff in this article. I would suggest going over to abajournal.com and uh, reading some more about it if you are inclined. Um, I'm always interested in law, which is why I spun up the Law Nerd channel. Um, this next article is in the Smack Talk channel, and it's... Uh, title is Apple stock rising fast as other big tech companies um, fall hard. The, the real title really is Apple stocks rising fast as other big tech firms fall hard. Following its quarterly earnings report, Apple has seen its stocks going up 7% and seemingly rising while all the other big uh, tech firms have seen steep declines. That's largely because Apple's profit margin and supply chain is ridiculously profitable. 30% in, to some accounts. Um, so I have no concern about Apple. Uh, I don't see Apple falling on its face um, and definitely not leaning hard into a, a concept that is so abstract from um, the standard processing of people's minds. Like uh, nobody understands the metaverse, like truly what all is involved in it. Apple will probably do AR glasses before they do VR glasses, and it'll be powered by some other element within their cadre of devices. So you can use Apple AR glasses, but they're going to be AR, not VR, and they're going to work with the iPhone. Why? Because if you're in the Apple ecosystem and you're using AR, odds on you've got a phone. And that can be the engine that basically does everything and throws images onto your AR glasses based on the beacons and QR codes and other things that are in the real world. Um, following quarter earnings, Apple has, set, uh, has seen its stock go up 7% and seemingly rising. Um, Wedbush summarized the results by describing Apple as a rock of Gibraltar name in large cap tech and with Cook flying Cupertino through this economic storm. Although I read somebody saying um, that Apple stock should probably decline because of the way that Tim Cook slowly waved the checkered flag at the U.S. Grand Prix. Oh, it was so weak. I don't know. Maybe he, I don't know. Maybe he had worked out really hard that day and his arms were suffering. Um, as markets open on Friday, the day after financial earnings call, Apple stock began rising um, an initial 6%, then 7%, and at the time of the writing of the article, 8%. Um, and CNBC says Facebook owner Meta saw its shares drop 24.5%. Well, they've lost a whole lot. <laughs> um, they are getting destroyed. Previously, CNBC's Jim Cramer has described Apple as the greatest stock of all time. I don't like agreeing with Jim Cramer. Um, but Apple, at one point, <clears throat> um, back in the late 90s, maybe middle 90s, I can't remember the exact date, but 
Anyway, Microsoft actually invested heavily in Apple and uh, already capitalized on it. And Apple pivoted and is just crushing it since then, nonstop. You know, device after device, changing the uh, the face of technology, uh, consumer level technology. Um, not to mention the the more industrial side of things. Apple could bring servers back. Um, using the Apple server that everybody, as far as I know, liked. Um, I mean, it was a Linux-based server. Uh, just like Apple is right now. I mean, well, it's a form of Linux. Anyway, um, let's move on. Uh, I actually have to get out of here. This is why I'm doing the show early. Uh, I have a meeting that I need to attend. Um, so, okay, let's see. The last and final, well, the final article for today is um, the In the Word in Tech, Six Spooky Things to Stream This Halloween. It's In the Word in Tech because it's Halloween and I was going to actually, um, I'm, I'm planning on getting in the groove of the Word in Tech being a one hour show separate throughout the week. Um, basically adding another show after the hometown daily news show uh, for one hour each day of the week so we'll be moving up to um, seven new shows plus uh, the daily news show Um, at any rate uh, from black and white superhero stories to stop motion family films the streaming service Services have plenty of new stuff to freak you out this spooky, this spooky season. This is over at TheVerge.com. Uh, but uh, Andrew Webster basically just put together six. There's a whole lot more, folks. Um, I just watched Ghost Rider, the entirety of Ghost Rider with the family. Um, it's a fun watch, you know? Um six spooky new things to stream this halloween uh, andrew webster over at the verge put this together uh, wendell and wild over on netflix uh, guillermo del toro's cabinet of curiosities i did not get to watch that it's an eight episode anthology type of um, show I won't go into the minutiae of it because I want you to go over to The Verge and, and read it. Um, but these, I haven't watched Wendell and Wild. Um, it looks like it's two vampires. Um, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities is. Um, well, it depends on what scares you. So I've heard that it's great. So go and watch it. Um, it says here, it expands beyond those horizons with a collection of very different takes on horror and that it'll appeal to fans of Del Toro's work. Oh, pardon me. Um, the Midnight Club, I haven't seen this yet. Um, clearly part of Mike Flanagan's uh, anthology series, but differentiates itself by... Uh, Playing like a collection of fireside ghost stories. They make a little bit more commentary. Um, and there's 10 episodes of that. Uh, Hellraiser is over on Hulu. Um, I've heard some good things. I, 
I have not been able to watch it because I'm not a big fan of Hulu's interface and, and um, it's just yet another subscription service. Um, so Hulu, well, I could probably get it for free because it's part of uh, something else that I subscribe to. I just never actually close the loop on it. Um, but I, man, I spend way too much on subscription services. And Werewolf by Night is over on Disney+. Plus. Um, that's something that I am supposed to go and watch. Um, I keep seeing it, but I just haven't done it yet. Um, but it's supposed to be pretty good. And um, I think the last one here, sorry. Again, I flew too close to the sun, which is the bottom of the fold for The Verge. Um, and Mr. Harrigan's phone, um, which... If I recall this correctly, this is the one where his phone is buried with him, Mr. Harrigan. Um, and um, this is part of the ad, the, the trailer, which I can't play because it's on Netflix and Netflix hates me. Um, I'm not allowed to stream anything on Netflix. Everybody else seems to, but when I do it, I get flagged. Um, maybe others sit there and do paperwork to allow them to play the trailer but apparently i cannot um anyway he apparently gets buried with um, a phone and that allows him to communicate with um the protagonist um yeah mr harrigan's phone that's what it's called okay well that's it for today from hometown daily news it's about 10 articles I will be back tomorrow, um, 6 p.m., um, just like usual. Feel free to go over to ometown.showbot.tv and vote on the articles that you find are interesting. I'll keep it in mind when I am parsing the rest of the day's news every 24 hours. Um, and uh, it helps me decide what the next series of shows are that I'm going to spin up. I've spent the last year kind of getting into a groove with hometown daily news show. Um, and I've realized that I need to spend more time online with everybody. Um, so that, uh, well, I mean, that's where I want to be. <laughs> and, uh, I, I realized that I just can't do an hour, um, a day. I need to, I need to spend more time with you all. So, uh, keep checking in, download the VODs, download the YouTube uh, stream there and download the um, podcast and uh, come back at 6 p.m. tomorrow and we can chat about the day's news, whatever it might be. You just never know what's going to be part of the show. See you tomorrow. Bye bye.